You're listening to episode 34 of Widowcast with Joanne Philomena from Joanne the Life Coach. These are real stories and real experiences of widowhood, both my own story and many other widows I've known and worked with as a life coach. Hi, listeners. Welcome back. Hey, a quick reminder that you can help support Widowcast Podcast if you shop at Amazon. If you already shop at Amazon, this is a no-brainer. You can go there through my affiliate link at joannethelifecoach.com slash Amazon and set that as your bookmark. I spoke about this on a previous episode. You don't pay a penny more for anything you're buying at Amazon, but for everything you do buy, Amazon will toss a few pennies my way to help support Widowcast. I really appreciate that. Today I want to talk about financial fear. Financial fear was the second huge emotional hit I took after the initial and overwhelming pain of losing Jim. I was without income due to the fact I had been laid off from my job of over 12 years just months before Jim's death, and his retirement had no spousal benefits because he had retired very young, and it was before we had even met. So on the day Jim passed away, even the last retirement check that had come back at the beginning of the month was taken back by the retirement system. And my medical coverage ended little more than 24 hours later. So as much pain and shock and confusion I was in from losing someone I adored, who was like the other half of my brain, I was suddenly in the grip of extreme financial loss. I checked and rechecked the bank accounts to know exactly how much money I had. I wrote out my expenses over and over. I tried to figure out how much I needed to get by on each year. When I got the new job offer and I accepted it, I continued to document every penny I spent against every penny coming in and saw it falling short. Then I ended up quitting that job and taking a leap into a free fall of no money coming in. Not only was no money coming in, I was spending a large chunk from my savings to establish my business. It gave me sleepless nights. It made my stomach hurt. I kid you not. As a life coach, I coached myself constantly about this. I knew very well that beliefs of lack and fears surrounding finances was going to just create more of that, exactly that in my life. When you are actively thinking thoughts of poverty, this is the exact energy you're putting into your life. And if you're not already in abject poverty, it creates a tension in your life. You have no choice but to sabotage your own reality and blow out your budget in order to be in alignment with what you believe. So I coached my thoughts and they were still overwhelming me. I was coached by other life coaches, but I don't think they really understood where the fears were arriving arising from. To them, this just this was just fear of lack. 
and they knew how this was going to hold me back. I even had people tell me, oh, well, they knew a lot of widows who were just, who were loaded, rich widows. And I even had a coach say to me, you think that you're the only one that has money issues. You talk about it like you're the only one. And I was shocked by that. And I dug deep inside to find that, but that wasn't anywhere in me. I didn't think I was the only one. I also didn't think that rich widows were feeling much better about their financial life than the widow with no income and small children at home. Finally, I was reading Dr. Joyce Brothers. Does anyone else remember her? She was a renowned psychologist, television personality, and columnist, and she continued to write her advice column right up to her death in, in 2013. Dr. Brothers was very successful. Not to mention that her husband, Milt, was also in an established practice. Joyce Brothers indicated that they never even lived up to their income. Let me share something she wrote after her husband's death in 1989. She had, um, her husband Milton died, and she had sold her car and started driving his red Porsche. I think because she felt like she wanted um, Milt around her, but the car was really too powerful for her. At some point, she finally realized that, that she was being silly, so she sold it and she bought a less powerful car, a less expensive car. And she wrote, I could have afforded a better car, a more expensive car, but I felt financially insecure. More than insecure, I felt poor. I spent hours worrying about money. I found myself sitting up in bed at night, writing down lists of my expenses and my earnings to make sure I had enough money to get by. If I lost out on a television show or if a lecture was canceled, I thought of it in terms of both money and status lost. I worried that it spelled the end of my career. Even though on an intellectual level I knew this was not true, on an emotional level I saw myself starving in the gutter. Well, when I read this, it threw me for a loop. <laughs> because I read that and I thought, that's exactly how I felt. And if Dr. Joyce Brothers, a psychologist, a successful psychologist, well set up, financially felt that way, of course I was going to feel that way too. We all feel that way. We see ourselves starving in the gutter. I sat back and realized that I was correct in feeling that this is something that hits every widow. Someone who has never been widowed cannot even begin to identify what this is. And God help you if you reach out for counseling on your financial fear, because traditional thought on this is going to end up making you feel worse or like you're crazy. I truly thought I had lost my mind because I struggled to coach myself through the crushing weight of financial fear. Widows as a group think poor when they first lose their spouse. Panic sets in because by and large, most widows are looking at a finite resource. 
many women today don't hold jobs that can provide an adequate and ongoing income. Now, don't beat me up with your feminist stuff. I'm a feminist at heart, too, but I'm just speaking the truth. I know there are a lot of women out there with demanding high-power careers that are making enough money to support themselves. But for many women, usually their job has been the second income for the household, and it's likely low-paying. The older widow might have issues trying to re-enter the workforce, even though age discrimination's illegal. It's pretty grim, yeah? Even the widow who has an estate that ensures her security is going to feel and act poor. Is it necessary to sit down and figure out all your financial assets? Yeah, it is. You want to look at your debt, you want a little reality check, and organization can go a long way initially. Beyond all the financial advice on the planet, probably the best of it right now is to keep track and don't make any drastic immediate decisions to turn it all over to someone else. But we are back to our fear and our thoughts because no matter how the numbers add up or don't add up, our thoughts are remaining the same. That knot of fear remains because it's not directed by the numbers at all. Look at Dr. Brothers. She was fine, continued to have that successful career, but that knot of fear kept her up at night, writing down her expenses and her anticipated income. The first thing you're going to want to do is a thought download about money and your finances. Get out a pad of paper, sit down, and just start writing it all out right there. At the top, you could write, I feel scared about my money because, and then just start writing down the thoughts. Don't filter them. Just write them down one after another. Your inner bag lady is probably going to step forward, ask you if you even have a shopping cart, but get it all out. Fill up a page. Once you've done that, sit back and take a look at the thoughts that have been haunting you. Some may seem so ridiculous you can even smile. Others you read may cut right to the bone. Can you smell the fear? Know that this is not dictated by your bank account. You may be struggling to even buy bread, but trust me, that fear would still be there if you were driving a Bentley. It is fear of facing money alone. That's it. Our aloneness always gets us. As you read through your thoughts, thoughts like my savings is going to run out or I'm going to lose my house and have nowhere to live, ask yourself, is it true? I mean, really true. Do you know, is it true? Probably not. Even worse, when you read one of those sentences and when you let your brain think it, how is it making you feel? I get hit right in the gut. I can almost feel an immediate release of adrenaline. Yet, I have enough money to get me through the day, through the week, through the month. Even if you can only say you have enough money to get you through the day, then how does each thought you've written down serve you? How does it serve you to feel gut-punched? Adrenaline turning your hair gray or grayer, 
How is feeling that way going to make you do anything towards resolving a financial issue? How are you going to act when you feel poor and gut punched? Like a pauper. Might as well start writing out your cardboard signs right now. If you walk into a job interview feeling poor and desperate, how are you going to show up to them? Do you really think you're likely to get hired? No one wants desperate. So the first order of business for you is to budget a new lipstick or a manicure or a filet mignon for your dinner. Seriously, how would you need to feel to run right out and buy a pair of designer shoes? What would you need to think to feel that way? How can you think right now to move a little closer to that thought and feeling? Start to see if you can recognize your inner bag lady, your poor widow, when she shows up in your head and gently correct her. Tell her, for today you have enough. Can you remember a time in your life when you were a pauper, yet you still got by okay? I can look back at my early years in my first marriage. I was married when I was 21. And we were both working hourly jobs that weren't paying a lot. They weren't even giving us 40 hours a week, each of us. Both of us were working these kind of jobs. We ate a lot of pasta. I remember Safeway grocery stores that year had frozen pot pies on sale for a dollar. You know, those little pot pies that are mostly crust. We were happy as only a young, newly married, and adventurous couple could be. You know what? We got by. We were okay. We never wrote out cardboard signs that said we'll work for food. I draw on this memory to provide evidence to myself that I'll be okay. I've been okay in the past. I've never been in the gutter. There is evidence that I can make it work. When I remind myself of this, I begin to feel differently. That knot in my gut begins to go away. Can you find evidence in your life? You can even create evidence. You can go buy that filet mignon for dinner and still be okay tomorrow. And if you're not okay tomorrow, well, so what? Seriously, ask yourself that question. So what? I bet you have an answer. So you'll deliver newspapers. So you'll sell something. So you'll check out assistance and reach out to your state job center. No matter, you'll be okay. You may have to write a thought download and go through the process every day until you can begin to rewrite the pathways in your brain that have been in such panic. But as the panic begins to release its grip on you, you'll be creating exactly the energy in your life that wants to match up to it with abundance. You can choose the thoughts you think. Oh, they can't be immediately all replaced with ponies and rainbows because your brain won't believe that. But you can choose to think, I've always had what I need, or I'm never in this alone. 
you can shoo off that inner bag lady. Start spending on yourself again. Invest in yourself. I can't stress this enough. You have to value yourself and show yourself how much you value yourself by spending on you. Whether you pay tens of thousands of dollars going back to school or $36 on a new lipstick, do this. Take yourself out to dinner. Treasure yourself. You see that that horrible financial fear that comes from alone and no one wants me and there's no one to care for me. You care for you. You want you. You're feeling like love has been ripped away from you. But the truth is the love lives right inside of you. It can't be ripped away. It's yours. That's why you mourn. You still have love inside. Start loving you. Get full of yourself. That's how the inner bag lady is going to become a queen again. I'm a life coach and I coach widows to help them on the path ahead in their new life. You can discover what is important to you now and decide what it is you want now. Together we can devise a plan to help you get through this. Just you can reach out to me for a free discovery session at talktojoanne.com. I'll coach you on something right then and there for free. And we'll see if you're a good fit for coaching with me. I offer coaching packages that can make all the difference in your process of grief and healing. So that's talktojoanne.com. Thank you for coming back and listening to me again this week. I hope you have found some ounce of solace in listening to me talk about financial fear. A little of the encouragement that I felt when I read Dr. Joyce Brothers' accounting of the fact that she felt that way too, even when she was fine financially. So it really matters not what end of the financial spectrum we're actually on. Man, we all have that fear, that ugly knot of financial fear right on top of feeling grief. I hope this helps. Go do a thought download and meet me back here on the podcast next week. Go find joy in your life. Until then.